This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, we now know it was rigged. I hope I can say that. Uh, the 2020 election, Joe Biden won by 45,000 votes in three swing states. And uh, that wouldn't happen if uh, they did not collude with Twitter to suppress the laptop. This was uh, all part of a Friday news dump. I'm not sure why Elon Musk did it on Friday night. But it was wild. Uh, we learned all kinds of things about the uh, coordinated effort between the Biden campaign and big tech in Silicon Valley and some of the punks, some of the smarmy brats who worked for Twitter and said, you know what? We don't want people to know the truth about Joe Robino Biden. And they succeeded. These are the same people, by the way, told you the 2016 election was rigged by Russia. Well, that wasn't the case, but this is, we have all the details. We have the whole thread. We have the media's reaction. I'm going to go live to the Twitter, to the uh, New York Times homepage and see if the, the newspaper that claims all the news that's fit to print covered, finally covered three days later, the uh, biggest political scandal in my lifetime. We got, we got Elon Musk doing a chat with some people on Friday night and claiming uh, he's not suicidal, just so you know. Man, he has big balls, I have to say. I know I do this all the time, but we have to, we have to acknowledge what a hero, what, a, uh, what, what just an amazing man Elon Musk is. And the media, the left, the Democrats hate him for it. I mean, they hate him for telling the truth. We have a U.S. representative, in fact, a Massachusetts congresswoman who claims her child wakes up has nightmares about climate change and my question to you is lady whose fault is that who's who's telling her these lies about how the world's going to end because of climate change deshaun watson returned to the field he was awful of course he won the game but uh we got adam Schefter doing uh pr for uh for for this creep and not everyone was happy about it. The U.S. men's soccer team fell, but man, what a courageous effort. What an inspiring effort to get smoked by the Netherlands. Donald Trump reacts to the uh, Musk news by saying we should uh, ignore the Constitution. Man, <laughs> Trump just knows how to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Um, uh, we got a big NFL weekend, big... Uh, Big uh, day for the Patriots yesterday, all the uh, all their rivals. Patriots are still in the playoff hunt, which is amazing, at 6-6. Six and six. One of the Patriots paid tribute to his favorite uh, organization with his cleats. Uh, he wanted to salute to celebrate Planned Parenthood. Yes, that's true. That's what he did on this uh uh, th this week where you're allowed to put messages on your cleats. He wanted to, he wanted to celebrate abortion. I'll tell you about that and lots more on today's Callahan show brought to you by Omaha steaks. Let me tell you about the, uh, the burger I had last night. I cooked, it was perfect. It was big and juicy little cheddar cheese on there. It was a little, I mean, it was a little bit of heaven. It was uh, from Omaha steaks. They have the, they, we know they have the best steaks. They have great Butcher's cut filet, chilled boneless chicken, and ultra juicy burgers. That's what I had. You know what I'm doing? I'm having it again tonight. <laughs> it was so good. I got another one waiting for me. This is what you can do this holiday, this Christmas. You can check one big gift off your list. Get Omaha steaks. Get them for your father, your son, your brother, your boss, your uh, employee. They will love it. You send an assortment of these mouth-watering favorites. And you know what you can do now? You can get $30 off. Go to omahasteaks.com. Just use code word Jerry at checkout for this uh, special offer. 
Use code word G-E-R-R-Y. That's it. And you'll get $30 off. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Jerry at checkout and get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. And you know what else you can do? You're going to go to callahancoffee.com. Get yourself a pound of the best coffee out there. Get your steaks, your burgers, your coffee. You can't go wrong this Christmas. All right, this was a wild weekend. It remains so, and I'm as usual, I'm fascinated by the utter corruption of the mainstream media. Uh, it, it was remarkable. This is, by any definition, huge news. It affected, it affected the presidential election. It affected everything, everything that's happening in the world today. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. There was an October surprise. Uh, that the New York Post reported, we all, we've talked about it many times, in on the laptop that uh, Joe Biden's drug-addled son dropped off at a Delaware shop, repair shop, was revelations about uh, the corruption in the Biden family. The Bidens were doing business with China, uh, doing business in Ukraine. The big guy was getting 10%. It was all there in black and white. This wasn't speculation. It certainly wasn't hacked material. And it certainly wasn't Russian information. But there was a coordinated campaign to cover this up and get them through the election. And you know what? It worked. It, uh, if the world had learned the truth about Biden's, Joe Biden's involvement in his son's business dealings, the election would have turned out differently. That is a fact. I have a, I have a poll here, if you don't believe it. It's, uh, I don't even think it's debatable, but uh, the, uh, the, let me get the results of this poll um, that said um, one-third of respondents, nearly one-third, 30%, said that uh, they would have been, quote, less likely to vote for Joe Biden if big tech had shown the truth about the laptop and made the uh, public aware of the, quote, evidence Joe Biden lied about his knowledge of his son's overseas business dealings. Now, that's just lying about, no, we knew he was lying about that. Everybody knew he was lying about that. There's pictures of him with Hunter and his business associates. He flew to China on a 15-hour flight on Air Force Two. His son went with him, and he never asked about why he was going there. It just... It's it, it, it was never believable. And if people had known that they would have voted differently, even 15.6% of Democrats said they would have been less likely to vote for Biden had they known the truth. That is why they had to conspire with uh, Twitter and Facebook and uh, have this uh, story suppressed. The people that the, the villains here, the real bad guys, there's so many, the 51 uh, uh, intelligence officials, including five former heads of the CIA, all said it was Russian dis- disinformation. They all lied. They should be hauled before Congress in January and uh, questioned under oath. This was this is a massive scandal by any definition. It is. It, I mean, we learned Friday night what they, they they locked the account. Just one example, they locked the account of Kaylee McEnany. Kaylee McEnany was the spokesman for the president. That means. She's, I mean, yeah, spokesman for the sitting president. They locked her account, would not let her tweet the story, the true story, the the huge story of the Hunter Biden laptop. The spokesman for the president, whose job it is to speak and to, (laughs) for, for the commander in chief, could not tweet because some punk in Silicon Valley said, no, that will hurt our guy. They, they suspended the account of James Woods, and we'll get to James Woods, and, and many, many others. It's just an amazing, amazing scandal. They, the, 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 and, and, and the media, who, who was obviously uh, cooperating, was uh, playing along, ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop, pretending it didn't exist, pretending one candidate, Joe Biden, was not in it up to his eyeballs, was not completely compromised and corrupt. They covered that up. How, how anybody could ever, even I don't care if you hate Trump, I don't care if you, if you love Biden, how you could not see this as election interference. That's what it is. This is the definition of election interference. They, they literally said, 
uh, and, and we have some of the texts uh, of the uh, of the uh, communication between um, the Biden campaign, the Biden team, and uh, and uh, Twitter. I mean, they literally said, uh, "Check this tweet out. It's uh, whatever. It's uh, it's damaging to us." And they respond, "Handled it. Handled it. In other words." deleted it, took it down. No one could see the truth about one of the two candidates, by the way, working hard to cover every imaginable, every negative angle they could find about Donald Trump. Um, This, and that's one part of the scandal. That's huge. That's the biggest political scandal in my lifetime. I've never seen anything like it. It swung the election, period. There's, There's almost no debate there if people had known the truth help people still don't know the truth because some people because they rely on for you know new york times the washington post abc cbs uh uh, uh quick uh quick uh, little factoid here abc cbs nbc the three big ones you know how many how many minutes they've devoted to this huge story this weekend? Zero. They have not touched it. The paper that claims uh, democracy dies in darkness, the Washington Post, the paper in our nation's capital, the second most impactful paper in terms of uh, uh, po- politics in this country. Zero. Nothing. The New York Times. Let me check. I'm going to check the home page as we speak here. Just you know, because maybe they've got to it. Let's see. Uh, it's a big homepage, man. They got a lot of stuff on their front page. This is three days later. Uh, they got uh, something about the Russian economy bouncing back. Um, they got uh, explosions heard at Russian military base. Supreme Court to hear case of web designer opposed to same-sex marriage. God knows they'll cover that. They have columns about Raphael Warnock. They have a column here. My mother has two sons, me and a squirrel. That's their... Uh, their, their uh, story. My mother has two sons, me and a squirrel. Uh, we have uh, soccer. Oh, we got uh, so we got England cruises past Senegal. I didn't even know that. Good for England. We have, uh, oh, Trump. This is the closest they get to covering it. Trump calls for the termination of the Constitution. Right. So, so if they can spin it, they, they, they can't resist uh, covering that because... Uh, because they hate Trump so much, but that's the closest they get to covering the biggest scandal uh, we, we've ever seen. The crypto industry struggles. Man, this is a big, long front page. Uh, we got more about, they love they love Raphael and Warnock, and they hate uh, Herschel Walker in New York. Oh, the host behind ESPN Classic that pulls no punches. They have a feature on Tony Reale, you know, the guy who hits the little button. Yeah. On Around the Horn, that awful show. Yeah. They have a feature on what a wonderful, I mean, I assume that means he's a liberal. They got the Hall of Fame, Bonds and Clemens didn't make it. Oh, they have sweet potato buttermilk rolls, a recipe. They have another recipe for coconut braised chicken with potatoes. They have gifts for everybody on your list. I wonder if they mentioned the Omaha Steaks. Oh, here's my favorite story. On the front page of the New York Times website, the best snow shovel. No other shovel matches its unique blend of ideal size, ergonomics, durability, and availability. So they have a review of a shovel on the New York Times front page. Not a word about the news, about the Twitter files, which were released through uh, independent journalist Matt Taibbi, who, by the way, I used to hate. I mean, I hated him. That's how things have changed. Now he's the, uh, the voice of reason. He and Glenn Greenwald and a few other former liberals are uh, are exposing the uh, utter corruption in uh, in our federal government, but uh, it, it is. I mean, I expected them to defend it, and we do have some examples of the media. and And it was almost funny because when the thing broke and it was wild, and I was tweeting, and and James Woods was on the phone with Tucker, and it was just it was just a wild uh, news night. And I was wondering, how are they going to how, how are they going to cover this if they cover it at all? Well, the answer is, in most cases, they didn't touch it. Uh, they 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 just want to continue. I mean, they they almost make the case in how they react to the story of just what a big story it is. If that makes any sense, they they um, we know they knew the media, the New York Times, the Washington Post knew the 
the laptop was real. They knew it wasn't Russian disinformation. They knew, you know, Rudy didn't work, but Rudy Giuliani didn't work with the Russians to drop this just before the election. They knew it was real. They knew it was be very damaging to their guy. And they showed their true colors. They are, they are political activists with press passes. They are not journalists. I love this story. It keeps breaking. They keep updating it. Uh, one day this week, I'm not sure what day it is, 1,000 journalists are going to walk off the job at the New York Times. Well, first of all, there are no journalists at the New York Times. Secondly, who cares? <laughs> well, how would that affect anything? We won't be able to get a review of the latest snow shovel or a, a recipe for a sweet potato buttermilk rolls. Oh, no. What will the country do? And 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 I, I expected them to spin it in their favor and, and to try and cover up, continue the cover up for Joe Biden. I never thought they would completely ignore it. That is amazing that they can completely ignore the story. Some some journalists didn't. And it was hilarious. Uh, there's a few compilations out there. There is. I'm not sure how this works. But there's a narrative that was shared among all the journalists, I keep saying, all the uh, political operatives, Democrat operatives with press passes, they all reacted with the same narrative. And and is that an email chain, a text chain, a Slack conversation? How does this work when every single one of these people say the same thing? They accused Matt Taibbi of doing PR for the richest man in the world. Get that, uh, this, there's a couple of compilations uh, or uh, screen, like uh, screenshots where everybody says the same thing, including this little cupcake, uh, Ben Collins. He's the one who was crying on the set after the Colorado shooting and blaming Tucker Carlson and uh, libs of TikTok. Well, he, he, he responded right away. I don't think he even read the Twitter files. He just knew that his side was under attack. You know, his guy, Joe Biden, was under attack, so he... He came out and said, uh, get, 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 uh, get one of Ben Collins' tweets accusing him of doing PR for the richest man in the world. PR for the richest? I mean, they literally show you the files. They literally show you that they were ordered to, t- ordered. they were advised to uh, take down James Woods' tweet. James Woods was tweeting about the laptop. And they also, is this Ben Collins? Ben Collins, this is hilarious. He, he, he um, you know, he writes, here we go, because uh, Musk writes, here we go, because here come the Twitter files. Ben Collins, which is his, his bio says he's a senior reporter for NBC, a reporter, he calls himself. He says Elon Musk paid 44 billion to discover what we already knew. Content moderation is messy and involves a whole team of people with a range of viewpoints trying to appease different political factions. He then gave, quote, leaks to a Substack man to present it as a blockbuster. Okay, Ben, uh, again, this is about the election. This is about interfering, affecting the election. You're a senior reporter who covers politics. You think you might want to tackle that angle? He writes, what Musk's Twitter files have revealed so far is that content moderation was being decided by a team of people with differing viewpoints. What? Where's the differing viewpoints? We'll get to Yoel Roth. We've already talked many times about Vijati, uh, Vijayhe, and uh, <laughs> uh, Prag, Pramag Amrawal. But the, the, the real scum here is this Yoel Roth. His job was, uh, I don't know, trust and content moderation. They all have these, these laughable titles. But it only worked one way, Ben. It only, they only, they only, they worked on behalf of one side. The other defense I hear is that Biden wasn't president. Biden was a candidate. Trump was president. That is even more frightening. New York Post is revealing, reporting this morning, that this punk, Yoel Roth, this Twitter exec, had weekly meetings with the FBI. We already know the FBI visited, uh, uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook and told them that, that Russian disinformation was coming. Well, there's, there's, there's two, th- two reasons this is absolutely frightening. One, Trump was president. This was his Department of Justice, his FBI, and they were working to undermine him with the big tech uh, tyrants in Silicon Valley. That's not 
just election interference. That's a coup. <laughs> Think about this. These are FBI agents, the D- Department of Justice employees working with big tech to oust the man for whom they worked. That's supposed to be less of a scandal because Biden wasn't president. And two, Biden became president because of their efforts and continued to you to work and, and FB, the FBI and, and government agents continued to work collude with big tech to suppress uh, opinions or, or voices they didn't like. That's supposed to be better. The fact that he wasn't president when this all went down, that is frightening. They worked on behalf of a challenger of a, uh, to, to the president to, dis, to defeat the president. Now, of course the president had a, idiotic Trump-like response, but I do want to get, there's so much here to get to. I do want to get to, I want to get to James Woods on Friday night, which was a wild interview with Tucker, but can we get to Yoel Roth? This is, this is the person. If you want to put a face and a voice to the person who was deciding who could speak and who couldn't speak and who could find out the truth about the corruption in the Biden family and who could not, you got to listen to this punk and my favorite part is when he talks about the uh, the Babylon Bee. This is with, uh, I think, with Karis Swisher. It's some, what is that, this thing called? Some uh, conversations on democracy in the, I love this. These are the people, by the way, that we keep talking about overthrowing democracy. Joe Biden. And uh, and, and there's, there's compilations, montages out there of all the lies Biden told, including in the debate with Trump, talking about Russian disinformation. He knew it was real. And he lied over and over again about it being a plant, being Russian disinformation. He is, he is the most pathological liar we've ever had in political office, Joe Biden. But so were so many of these people who were uh, fighting on his behalf, including this punk, uh, which we, I know we have a couple of cuts, but do we have him talking about, uh, we haven't talking about the Babylon Bee, I know. That's uh, this one. About satire. Yep. And how satire was a, uh, was traumatizing to these little cupcakes, but uh, just just listen and 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 watch and and understand. This is the man. I use that term loosely. This is the guy with his finger on the his thumb on the scale heading into election day. Let's let's hear from Yoel Roth. Okay, Babylon B, which is what got him to buy the thing, I think. That's the that's the, the one which is which was not particularly funny. The Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine. <laughs> not funny. Yeah, um, and and you can. Ask I didn't her. agree they should have taken that down, but go ahead. You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to think about what the competing tensions around that are. And I, I want to start by acknowledging that um, the targeting and the victimization of the trans community on Twitter is very real, very life-threatening, and extraordinarily serious. Um, we have seen from a number of Twitter accounts, including libs of TikTok notably, that there are orchestrated campaigns that particularly are singling out a group that is already particularly vulnerable within society. And so, yeah, not only is it not funny, but it is dangerous and it does contribute to an environment that makes people unsafe in the world. So let's start from a premise that it's fucked up. All right, first of all, first of all, makes a joke saying Rachel Levine, who's a man pretending to be a woman, is man of the year. Big piece. Is It puts people at risk. Libs of TikTok once again takes what other people post takes with these lunatic like elementary school teachers with the nose rings, the purple hair and the, and the trans flag in their classroom, they post these TikTok videos and she reposts them. Very little commentary. She just holds the mirror up and says, look at these, these lunatics. That's what she does. And she gets, she's been suspended. She's been vilified. And this punk talks about her putting people at risk. First of all, the trans community isn't marginalized. Hell, they're celebrated. Just the opposite of marginalized. Secondly, who cares whether this woman, Kara Swisher and, and Yoel Roth, think uh, something's funny. That's So they're going to determine whether satire's funny and they're going to take it down if they don't think it's funny. <laughs> I'm, I don't think anything I think is funny. That punk would ever think is funny. His title is Head of Integrity, Head of Sight Integrity. That's, that's him right there, Yoel Roth. That's the guy who was meeting 
with uh, federal agents or, or, or in communicating with the Biden campaign. And we now believe meeting with the FBI to decide what people could see and hear on this very influential uh, uh, platform. Just amazing. Talking about marginalized trans people, there's the real danger to people at risk, making a joke about Rachel Levine, who could be the most protected person in America. He's a four-star admiral. Rachel Levine, quick review, was a health official in Pennsylvania and put uh, elderly Pennsylvanians in uh, with, with COVID in nursing homes and killed thousands of people. And for that was promoted because he wears a dress, was promoted into the uh, Biden administration. That, that's the marginalized person they were protecting. Uh, but we have anything else from Joel Roth. There's a few cuts out there from him, and he's just such a dick. Yeah, the other one I have is uh, him talking about January 6th and Trump. Oh, good. Oh, good. Let's, let me guess. He thinks it was all overblown. It was just a, he, he, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, he's going to say cops were murdered by those insurrectionists who were going to hang Mike Pence. I was actually this there. It wasn't that bad. What's <laughs> <laughs> so bad? It was just a three hour riot. They had riots all summer. They were much worse, but I, I, I can't wait to hear from this, this brat about uh, January 6th. Go ahead. Donald Trump. That one I don't think was a mistake. January 6th. So it, it starts on the 6th, but it also starts prior to that. That's correct. In the weeks leading up, in the weeks between Election Day and January 6th, Twitter moderated hundreds. I think the, the, the final number ended up as like 140 separate tweets from just at real Donald Trump that violated various policies. Yes, he was good at that. Integrity policy. Yeah. Every morning it was a new tweet. Much of it was recirculating some of the same narratives, and all of it was focused on the ultimately false claim that the 2020 election had been stolen. And so we're going into the events of the 6th, and there's that context. There's the centrality of his account in So you let him get away with it for a long time. In other words, well, we'd been enforcing on it, right? So we restricted the tweets. We put warnings on them. You couldn't like them. You couldn't retweet them. Um, but we didn't ban him because it was a relevant part of a moment in American politics, mm -hmm. right? The events of the sixth happen, and um, if you talk to content moderators who worked on January sixth, myself included, the word that nearly everybody uses is trauma. Mm -hmm. We, we experience those events, not some of us as Americans, but not just as Americans or as citizens, but as people working on sort of how to prevent harm on the internet, we saw the clearest possible example of what it looked like for things to move from online to off. We saw right. what was, we saw the way that rhetoric about a stolen election was being mobilized on sites like the Donald.win. Sure. We yes. saw the trafficking of this content in the fringe parts of the internet, and we saw people dead in the Capitol. That is people insane. dead in the Capitol. Yeah, it's shot by Capitol Police, but uh, I love it. He was traumatized. He's sitting in some office in San Francisco, probably not, probably sitting in his uh, his loft in uh, Haight-Asbury or wherever people like this live and uh, sitting with his six computer screens saying, oh, a, a tweet from the president about the stolen election. Well, Guess what? Guess what? As Joe Biden likes to say, Trump was right. This guy helped steal it. And then he said, we can't let the president <laughs> speak. We can't let the sitting president speak. Just a, a, amazing that he was traumatized. He and his, it was real danger. We were traumatized looking at words on his screen from 3000 miles away. God, is he, it's disgusting. Uh, traumatized. Um, all right, let's get to this so much more here. Let's get so much more here. By the way, do you know how they knew the FBI warned Facebook and Twitter that this was coming, that there was a bombshell coming? Because they were they were spying on Rudy Giuliani and others, Miranda Devine. They were they tapped into Rudy's cloud. They knew that they had their hands on the laptop and they went out and you know preemptively warned uh, these social media companies that was coming. Our FBI is so corrupt. Uh, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of good news, by the way, by the way. Uh, and, and I, I, I'm sure Yoel Roth, you know, this just slipped by him when he was traumatized from Trump. <laughs> there's something like 40,000 Twitter accounts that, that Musk has taken down. 
because they're, uh, they include child pornography. He's going after child pornography instead of going after his political rivals. That's the difference today on Twitter. And by the way, keep that in mind when you hear about people uh, pulling their ads. There's some lie. The, the New York Times, no, not the Times, I don't know who it is. Oh, Boston Globe, Boston Globe, another <laughs> another absolutely corrupt outfit that uh, nobody even notices. I mean, there's no mention of the Globe. They're so irrelevant uh, on a national scale. But they had a story about advertisers who were holding, pulling back and taking another look at Twitter. Well, Musk is allowing, you know, the, the you know, allowing uh, libs of TikTok or Alex Berenson or Babylon B to speak and taking down child pornography sites or accounts, people transmitting child pornography. They're going to hold out, uh, withhold advertising for that. You think this Yoel Roth was upset with all the accounts? They were sharing child pornography, you think, you know, or, or sharing, you know, Beyonce yacht, whatever that the clothing company, Beyonce Raga, whatever. I never even heard of it until they started. Beyonce Laga. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, You think they're upset about that? No, they're just upset that Donald Trump got to speak and James Woods got to say, that was a great tweet. Musk thanked all his advertisers for returning Amazon was spending a hundred million a year advertising on Twitter and they're back. Um, uh, this, these polls are incredible. There's a poll saying, uh, 16% of Democrats would have voted differently had they known the truth. Here's another poll. CNN just had this this morning. Democrats with a favorable opinion of Elon Musk, 8%. (laughs) They hate him for what they hate him for allowing people to speak for shining the light, turning the light on and watching these cockroaches scurry. That's what he's doing. He's exposing people like this James Baker. James Baker was a lawyer for the FBI. He left the FBI and went and became a lawyer for Twitter. He's the the thread here between the FBI and Twitter, exposing this snake. And Democrats hate him, not because of his views or what, just because he's he he wants people to speak freely. He wants to stop suppressing one side, and they despise that. They can't stand free speech, but I want to do, before we get to Trump, I want to do, uh, do, uh, James Woods, because this was amazing. The first name, or I believe the second name on the Twitter files of people who were suspended banned for a uh, wrong think for criticism of the Biden regime or the Biden candidacy was, uh, actor James Woods. And, uh, it was mentioned in, in all the dumps, uh, mentioned on Taibbi's thread and then Tucker got him on the phone. James Woods never does interviews. He's a, he's a great follow on Twitter. He's really smart. We know he went to MIT. He's a Mensa guy. He's a brilliant guy. And he mentions in this call that his career has been destroyed. He can't get a job in him. We can't, he's a friggin', you know, very famous, very accomplished actor. And you don't see him in movies or shows anymore because he's a conservative, an outspoken conservative that has been blacklisted. He doesn't talk much about that. He just, he doesn't do any interviews, but somehow Tucker got him on the phone and uh, he was great. He says he's lawyering up and he is coming after these punks. He's coming after the Biden administration. And I believe him. I mean, he's got, he's, he's got a big name. He's got money and he sounds genuinely determined to, uh, to seek justice here. But let's listen to uh, James Woods with Tucker on the phone Friday night. And there's something that they should fear more than anything they have ever imagined in their wildest dreams. The most dangerous man to these corrupt, vile vermin is an American who's not afraid of them. And Joe Biden and all those rats who worked with you at the DNC to close down my speech. I am not afraid of you. He's great. He, he, Tucker was blown away. He just said, wow. I mean, he was, you know, he's, he's determined. I, I think he's got his, he's got his account back and uh, he's speaking on Twitter, but I think he's genuinely going to take some action here. Just imagine you're sitting there, you're, you're on social media, you're tweeting. He just tweeted some joke about uh, the Biden, uh, you know, the, the, the laptop and they take him down and ban him. I think they banned him for, I don't know, a year or something. 
and uh, you know he's he's pissed and he's looking for justice. And oh, the other thing, the the other thing, the uh, yeah, this was one of the early things from uh, Taibbi's thread talking about who they banned. Real James Woods handled. So some person in the Biden campaign team reaches out to Twitter and says this world famous actor is saying some unflattering things about our guy. Could you take it down? Yep. No problem. Handled. It was from the Uh, DNC. (laughs) It's crazy. It's right right there. From the Democrat National Committee, the Biden campaign. That is the Biden campaign. Reaches out and says, you know, this this actor, he doesn't like us. Could you take care of this? Sure. Done. Took care of. And sitting there in L.A. or wherever, Woods is on his computer and his laptop or his phone. And can't speak anymore. That's over with. Eh. (laughs) Just amazing. He's back and he's great if you're not following him. You really should. The other thing they've they've done the, and, and I know this is redundant. The media and the Democrats—they're all the same. The Biden administration, the media, the Democrats, the FBI, the DOJ—they're all one and the same. They're all on the same team. They're all colluding. They're all coordinating. Is they're saying this was uh, the, the the Republicans or conservatives or Musk just wants to see Hunter guy Hunter Biden's junk. They want to see, and then they were censoring that because it was you know revenge porn. Well, that is a, uh, a a shell game if ever I've heard one. Forget Hunter Biden's junk. Even forget all the, you know, the, the, the questionable uh, actions of Hunter Biden. These these women, they may have been trafficked. They may be underage. There's drugs. There's guns. There's all kinds of crimes being committed on these videos, these photographs. But the big deal is 10% to the big guy. That's the big story here. You want to censor hunt, hunt, you know, naked pictures of Hunter? Go nuts. But the world should have known that, that Joe Biden was in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. That is the real corruption in the mainstream media. That is what the New York Times and the Washington Post are not just ignoring, are actively suppressing the news that the sitting president now, the guy who is uh, who won the rigged election, that guy was uh, he had an office in D.C. because he was in business with his son. And then the next office was a guy from the Chinese energy company that is uh, essentially an arm of the Chinese Communist Party. They were in they were next door to each other as part of this uh, this big scheme influence influence peddling scheme that was hidden from the American public so they could get their guy in the White House and defeat Trump most of all. And of course, Trump, to no surprise, did not handle this well. He, in a, I'm sure, rage. I don't blame him for being rage. He was screwed. There's no doubt about it. The the, the whole full force of the, the, the federal government, while he was president, was working against him, colluding with big tech, colluding with the big media. But of course, Trump goes to True Social on... Uh, Saturday, I believe, after the big dump, the Twitter files dump on Friday night. And he writes, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare the rightful winner? Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all the rules, regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone condone false and fraudulent elections. All right. I understand you're pissed. I don't know why someone can't work with him. I mean, I I like the fact that he actually writes his own tweets or his true social posts. And, you know, Joe Biden doesn't even know what Twitter is. He has people tweeting, you know, some young, whatever, uh, young libs uh, tweeting for him. But you're really going to write, you're going to say, uh, it's time to the termination of all the rules, regulations, even those found in the Constitution, which is how you get the only story related to this scandal on the New York Times homepage, because it says Trump wants to suspend the Constitution. That's all they do. I was watching this morning, CNN, uh, MSNBC. They don't touch the story except to write, first of all, to debunk whatever they can debunk. Secondly, to say Trump wants to suspend the Constitution as usual. He does not handle this uh, right, and he makes a fool of himself. It's too bad. Uh, They're not going to suspend the presidency and have a new election, Donald. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Yes, they stole it. Yes, it was rigged by big tech, by big media. 
but you don't get to go back to the White House. They don't they don't suspend uh, the Constitution. Sorry, pal. All right, we got so much more to get to on this Monday. Uh, man, I was so I was so looking forward to uh, to uh, soccer. You know, watching more soccer. The U.S. valiantly went down on Friday. It was so sad. I watched I watched it. By the way, I watched it. This is uh, yeah. This is this is an example of you really the, the difference between Trump tweets, Trump truths, and uh, Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden on Twitter. He has never no fear of ever being suspended. He's like all Democrats, all liberals. They can tweet anything they want. Hell, the old you could tweet child porn under a uh, you know Amag Pragwal or Pramag Agrawal and uh, Jack Dorsey. It was okay, but Biden tweets: "You hired me to get things done. I hope I'm making you proud." What? Making you proud? Oh, gee, what would be proud of? Would that be the inflation rate, the price of gas, the southern border, the uh, the hundred billion were sent to Ukraine to be laundered? What would we be proud of right now? Proud of? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to be proud of, but uh, he wants us. To, he wants. Yeah, Joe, we're proud of you, buddy. <laughs> Little league kid. I mean, yeah, we're so proud. You made us proud. Pat him on the head. <laughs> made us proud. Uh, by the way, I don't want to spend time on this. We have so much to get to. I just uh, watched Saturday Night Live. Hate watch Saturday Night Live. It was so unbelievable. I can't even put into words how awful it is, how bad it is, how unfunny. The opening segment was mocking Herschel Walker because that's what they do. Black conservative, they mock him for being stupid. And they have this... They have like a John Cornyn and a Marsha Blackburn that don't, you don't even know who they are. And then a guy pretending to be Mitch McConnell. And all it is is Herschel Walker not knowing anything, just being really stupid. And then it ends. Anyway, uh, and then one skin after another was just worse. One was just worse than the next, uh, the, 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 than the last. It was so, so bad. But they make a joke about Biden and they say he, uh, I don't know, forgot something or did something stupid. And they said, well, that's because he has CTE. I go, what? CTE? They wouldn't even mention, they wouldn't even say the word dementia. They're so in the tank. Saturday Night Live wouldn't make a joke about Biden by using the word dementia or Alzheimer's. They had to make it CTE. From what? Oh, that's right. He played uh, college football and he would have made the pros, but uh, I don't know. Roger Staubach was, his, was, was, I don't know. It, it, Anyway, I don't want to get caught up in that. Let me do Shea, and then we're going to get to U.S. Rep. Catherine Clark, who says her daughter has nightmares about climate change. <sighs> and we'll get to uh, the Deshaun Watson scandal continues to roil in the NFL. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. I, uh, this, this is, oh, I, th- I think we have the video, uh, Catherine Clark, a, a, a rep, a congresswoman from Massachusetts. She's kind of in the shadows, overshadowed. She's a total moon bat, a total lunatic, but she gets overshadowed. Does she not look the part or what? <laughs> overshadowed yeah. by Liz Warren and all the other crazies. We have Ed Markey and we have, uh, Michelle Wu and John Kerry's. We have so many other just national embarrassments from this state that she kind of gets overlooked, but she's the minority whip elect. She's going to be the whip for the Democrats who lost control of the house, but she's on meet the press again. This is uh, she's on with one of her supporters on meet the press. 
and talking, I guess, about climate change. But listen to this, in my opinion, a self-own. This woman talking about how her kid had nightmares about climate change. Go ahead, play it. But they've also given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means to to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm she sure. thinks, I don't even know what, what the point she's trying to make, but I, I will just make this clear. If you're a parent and your child has nightmares about climate change, you are a bad parent. <laughs> I mean, they might be getting their heads full of mush at school or on the you know, whatever, hanging out with their friends. But if you can't, if you impart that doomsday politically motivated nonsense on your own child, telling them that climate change is going to kill us all, telling them that, you know, Ed Markey and Greta Thunberg, what they spend, John Kerry, what they spew is the truth. Then that's on you as a parent. You're a bad parent. If you allow your child to believe that your job is to protect your child from, from things like that, to, to tell them that's not true. What John Kerry says isn't true. It's all political BS to get control of your money and get, get, power. I mean, what Joe Biden says about climate change, that's not true. It's all politics. Don't let your child believe that and think they're going to die in eight years. I mean, that's, that's like telling him that, that there really is a monster under the bed. Yeah. The boogeyman is in the closet. And when you go to sleep, he's going to kill you. I mean, you're a bad parent, Catherine Clark. You really are. I feel sorry for your children. I can't believe people vote. I know I say this every day. I can't believe people vote for that. And, and, and vote, I mean, that, that person, uh, she's the new minority whip. Congratulations. Uh, let's get to, uh, man, we got so much more to get to. Deshaun Watson made his return yesterday, the NFL. Uh, the Cleveland Browns quarterback uh, just finished up an 11-game suspension. By the way, the highest paid player in the NFL. Uh, after the scandal broke where he uh, sexually assaulted at least 25 massage therapists, uh, the Houston Texans traded him to Cleveland for a bunch of draft picks, and then Cleveland signed him to a $230 million fully guaranteed contract while he was fighting these charges. I mean, the guy, as we've gone over many times, is a freak. He's a creep and a freak who got off on making strange women uncomfortable. He didn't do this to one massage therapist who we had a liking to. He did it over and over again. He wanted new women he wanted these poor, you want to talk marginalized? These are hard work and poor, not poor women. They are, you know, because he attacked them, but these are hardworking, marginalized women. And he got off on, on flashing them, on touching them, on making them uncomfortable. They sued, he paid them off. I guess he's, he's uh, at some point allowed to come back and play. I have no problem. You don't get, it's not a life sentence. But the idea that you celebrate him because he uh, is making such progress, Adam Schefter, who I like, good guy, and usually does good work, but tends to occasionally get used as a as a pawn, as a puppet, kind of like you know the rest of the media gets used by the Biden uh, administration. He gets used by the NFL and uh, players and and coaches and executives. He actually tweets. Deshaun Watson has made what NFL and NFLPA experts described as signs of progress during his mandatory treatment per source. Oh, it's a source, Adam, who uh, uh, he, he gets absolutely killed, by the way, by uh, awful announcing on this. He writes, uh, uh, I mean, he, he's defended um, uh, Watson the whole time and talked about what progress he's making. Uh, let's see if I can find uh, back in, uh, oh, this is what he wrote. This is amazing. In March, March, as this thing was roiling, as, as these women were coming out of the woodwork to accuse him of all kinds of misconduct, all kinds of just mistreatment of them sexually. He writes, this is why Deshaun Watson, from the beginning, welcomed the police investigation. He felt he knew that the truth would come out, and today a grand jury did not charge him on any criminal complaints. 
this is oh, Deshaun Watson. Welcome the police investigation. Really, Adams? You sure? Because I don't care if he's criminally charged. The, the facts of the matter is he's a creep. He's a he's a he, uh, he's a predator. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and and you're still defending him. Talking about progress. Um, he, he writes. Uh, he writes. Quote. This is in a story. Adam wrote. He's been progressing well, and he wants to continue with it, and they feel it's helping him. One source connected to Watson's treatment program said, it's just sort of ongoing as needed, and it'll be ongoing until it's not needed. And I think it's given him a lot of help and support. What? You're talking about a guy who abused dozens of women, and and your response here, your reaction to that is, let's talk to his camp and find out how the treatment's going. By the way, there's no mention of what kind of treatment, like how often he goes and where he goes or any of that. He's got these sources, but he doesn't give you anything except it's going great. Everything's going well. He got booed every time he, he touched the ball in, in uh, Houston. Of course, the Texans suck. Cleveland did not did not uh, score a offensive touchdown. He was terrible. He was just as bad as the, uh, what's the Texans QB, Kyle Allen? Mm. Uh, but they scored a punt return. They scored a block, I don't know, to turnover. Or they, they scored all kinds of ways, but not on offense. He was terrible. And he, he wouldn't talk about the case, obviously. He just talked about the game. But Sam Ponder, you know who Sam Ponder is? She's uh, Her husband used to play in the NFL, I believe. Uh, but she's a smoking hot ESPN reporter. Am I allowed to say that? I believe so, yes. Um, uh, and she was in tears talking about the return of Deshaun Watson, the celebrated return and the reaction of her colleague, Adam Schefter. We have, do we have this sound? I know it's not great. For some reason, ESPN is not sharing the good clean sound, but someone recorded it and played it. And she is just, uh, man, she, she, <laughs> she should be on TV more. Do you think Ironhead? Oh, definitely. Let's, yeah. uh, Let's see what we can uh, get out of Sam Ponder here talking about Adam Schefter's uh, spin. Adam Schefter doing PR work for this creep to Sean Watson. Go ahead. Fans, now what? We are in uncharted territory. There have been star quarterbacks accused of criminal behavior before, accused of inappropriate acts, but not like this. This isn't he said, she said. It's he said, they all said. Well over two dozen women, 26 lawsuits filed, Graphic details that paint a sinister, planned, and habitual strategy to isolate and sexually abuse relatively powerless women. When I first heard the early accusations, I'll admit I didn't believe it. I've known Deshaun Watson since his freshman year at Clemson, hugged his mom, interviewed him many times, and considered him a friend. I've only personally experienced him as kind, humble, and loving. And if I kept a list of players least likely to do something terrible, he would have been at the top. But as is always the case, those genuine feelings are judicially irrelevant because I have absolutely no clue what this man has done in private. I don't know how he treats women when no one else is around and none of us do. So we have a clear but uncomfortable choice to make, one the Cleveland Browns already made with their money. Is he a conniving predator or a sympathetic victim? A wolf in sheep's clothing or prey to manipulative liars who only see dollar signs. Are we privileged enough to not really have to think about it? Unaffected enough to just move on and cheer as long as he serves his purpose to win games and generate profit, right? He missed 11 weeks and paid a fine. He has not been convicted of anything and he vehemently maintains his innocence, but he also apologized to the women he impacted. This isn't about admitting mistakes and promising to do better. We're all flawed and we shouldn't require more out of a ball player than we do ourselves. But this is about whether or not Deshaun Watson is a serial sexual abuser. Unfortunately, we probably won't ever have any conclusive resolution. But this I do know. I am skeptical of literally anyone, including someone I know and care for, who won't admit to a sin that even the most pious among us haven't avoided. Deshaun said he's never dis... Uh, gee, you know what? 
get used to it because Deshaun Watson is back. And, and you know, he'll, he's, he's back. He can afford to pay off all the women, even if there are more, more women come forward. Uh, he can't, I don't think he can get his own masseuses anymore. I think one of the parts of the deal, he has to go only use team massage therapists, but uh, it's going to be fun to root against him. And he plays for the Browns. So, you know, things are not going to go well, but that's the Browns. They won, but they played the lowly Texans. All right. We, we, uh, before we go, I want to sell, I want to uh, celebrate the U S men's soccer team. They valiantly lost three to one. I watched it. It wasn't bad. I tell you, here's my take. I, I don't like soccer. Soccer in general is boring, but I love games where there's a lot on the line and the pressure in these games is immense, particularly when it's an elimination game. So the game was sort of entertaining. They got smoked by the Netherlands. They tied Wales. What did they do against England? They tied them too, right? Tied. And then they, uh, they beat Iran. They beat Iran, Iran. Uh, they, they tied Wales, which is the size of Utah and they tied England, which is like one, one fifth the amount of people we do. And then they got smoked by Netherlands and every commentator said it was a great showing and a valiant effort. And they showed great courage. It's very promising. And I'm going, what the United States of America loses to the Netherlands and we're supposed to celebrate it. But it was, I, I just felt bad for Megan Rapinoe. She only gets uh, six, she only gets six and a half million for this. Uh, she was hoping, you know, to cash in a little more for her efforts. Didn't work out so well. Uh, lastly, I haven't seen this uh, mentioned. Damian Harris running back for the uh, Patriots. I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere else. Uh, but the... Uh, the players over the weekend, if you haven't noticed, NFL players got to celebrate. The thing was called My Cause, My Cleats. So they talked about it. If you're watching the games, they talked about players and they'd had some cancer charity or something for whatever, you know, poverty, food, uh, hunger, whatever. There are various causes, most of them very good causes. I think it's a nice idea. It gives them a chance to talk about their favorite charity. Well, New England Patriot running back Damian Harris made an odd choice, in my opinion. He celebrated Planned Parenthood. This is his tweet. Thankful for the opportunity to represent Planned Parenthood and support women across America in the fight against regulation of their bodies. Now, you can be pro-abortion all you want, Damian, but that's the best cause? This, they don't need your money. First of all, they get money from the government. They get money for people who pay for their abortions. They don't need your money. You couldn't come up with a better cause. Haven't met anyone at the Jimmy Fund Clinic. Uh, Damien, you haven't met anyone, you know, fighting Alzheimer's or diabetes. Your cause is to celebrate abortion. What a loser. Honest to God. What were you, you know, what else? <sighs> anyway, anyway, that just seemed like a strange choice, but fortunately he was inactive Thursday night, uh, Friday, Thursday night. So we did not get to see, his cleats celebrating abortion. Dang. That would have made it. That, that probably would have tipped him over the edge. Yeah. Right. That, <laughs> yeah, right. People would have said, Oh, look at those cleats. Let me send money to an abortion clinic. God, that's, that's a strange, strange choice. But anyway, that's uh, his choice, his cleats, his choice or whatever. Uh, anyway, we'll leave it there. Didn't really get to all the NFL. I want to congratulate uh, Ironhead for, would you go 500 this week? It's shocking. I went 500 again. <laughs> Five He's yet to, 12 weeks in. He's yet to have a winning record. Uh, our uh, guru, our, our, our expert handicapper, Montante, went 0-4. Nice. I went 3-1 to lead the pack again uh, in the Jets. I would have been 4-0 off the Jets if Braxton Berrios could have caught the ball the, at the end there. The Jets, man, did they blow that. I, I blow that game. The Jets are just a, 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 a must be a lot of fun to be a Jets fan. Huh? How, I mean, about, they, how about me switching off the Bills uh, when we were almost done? I went, you know what? I'm right, going to go with the did. Patriots. <laughs> Smart move. But it was a good day for the Patriots. Jets lost. Uh, Dolphins lost. Um, Chargers lost. I mean, lots of, uh, and the Patriots are like in the hunt at six and six. But. They got issues, so I don't uh, I don't feel great about their playoff chances. But we'll leave it there for today. Thank you to everybody for watching and listening. And uh, thanks to everybody who orders up a Omaha Steaks. Use code word Jerry. Some Callahan coffee. Go to MyPillow. Use code word Jerry when you're doing your Christmas shopping. Support these guys, these sponsors, and you know support us. 
thank you to everybody who does just that. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks it takes- Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.